0: It's awful, awful in here. This wolf-looking
1: guy going right in my face.
0: I felt real fear.
2: In front of two witnesses, he stabs him to death.
1: I'm dying. I'm dying. I know what I see. Something's wrong. And I know what I hear. He wants them to go. He wants revenge.
0: It's really bad in here. My name is Amy Allen. Something is not right. I see dead people. This person might have been a serial killer. I speak to dead people. You get those chills. And they speak to me. He is darkness. He is evil. But there's only one way to know if my findings are real. I think she broke her neck. I rely on my partner.
3: I'm Steve Deshavi. I'm a retired New York City homicide detective. Tell me the truth. I know every person... Every house has secrets.
0: I think the devil is
3: down here. It's my job to reveal. Him. Who the hell would do this?
0: But Steve and I never speak.
3: We never communicate during an investigation
0: until the very end.
3: Who's he looking to kill? We uncover if it's safe for you to stay.
0: You need to get out of here right now. Or time to get out. It was like endless darkness.
3: I always head to our locations before Amy arrives. I dig up facts about the property's dark past, while Amy speaks to the dead. I'm in Potsdam, New York. It's about 30 minutes south of the Canadian border. We got called in by a woman named Donna. Like me, she's a retired homicide detective. She actually sounded embarrassed needing our help. But as a cop, I understand that. Bottom line, she and her family are being terrorized by spirits in the house. And all her experience can't help us solve this case.
4: Before Amy arrives, I clear the area of any leading information. This home has a lot of family photos that need to be covered or removed. When I'm finished, the location will be ready for tonight's walk.
0: I saw these men who were walking like monkeys, like gorillas. It just looks like they're you know, skin has been painted on black. And they're barking, growling. One was saying that they get used up or something and then they fall into little dust. He was a living person. I don't know about the others. They are protecting certain things from being known.
3: Donna, you sounded pretty upset on the phone. And you're a former homicide detective like myself. I know it hasn't been tough for you to even call us.
1: I've tried everything I can do. We've been terrorized here with the things that have been happening here.
3: Okay, so why don't you tell me about what's going on?
1: Well, our son has seen things. I've been woken up and seen things. And my skeptical husband has even seen things and been touched.
3: And how old's your son?
1: He's 17. Latest apparition he saw, he ran into my room screaming, and that's why I wrote you guys a letter. I need a solution, because it's got to stop.
3: You were detected detective down in South Florida, right? Yes. What brought you here?
1: I was born and raised up here, and I left for 32 years. And my son at the time was 10, and living in South Florida with a child, I wanted to bring him back to a peaceful place. You don't have to worry about the criminal element here. Right.
3: But you have to worry about some other element now.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm pissed off, and the fight's on. There's this living woman,
0: and, and she's saying that uh, this home is not working for her. She hates it. And she feels like this house is like closing in on her. She's probably an empath.
5: Well, why do you say that?
0: Her emotions, she pushes them out of her. There's a lot of anger in this room from her.
1: Something's
3: wrong. So Donna, why'd you bring me in here?
1: We've had a lot of bad luck. A lot of freaky things with the appliances breaking down. They're all new appliances. And we've been hit by lightning here not once, but twice in seven years.
3: I mean, the the odds are not going to be astronomical.
1: It's like a magnet or something. We had a chimney fire that caught the whole front yard on fire. That's crazy.
3: Anything else going on?
1: I sit out over there watching TV, and I see this blob of a black shadow, and I look to make sure I'm not seeing things, and it just moves so fast. I've seen that about five times recently. When it moves, it's a pretty massive.
3: And you're sure it's not something from outside coming in to make you see this?
1: I'm positive, because my dog has, when he sees it, he starts growling and barking. And you get up to investigate, and it's gone. It's gone.
0: This is a very bad area. Things happen here to the living people with this, with these things and um, this family. I think they think it's shadow people, but it's not. The painted creatures who were acting like monkeys outside are now projecting themselves as shadow people inside the house. Whoever's in control of these things wants them to torment the living. They like, they'll see him like that, but then they'll see him get up. There's like this panic. Like I hear a woman screaming
1: and running out of here.
3: So what's going on up here?
1: This is the worst of it. I get woke up a lot in the middle of the night. Give me a for instance. Well, the other night I was sleeping and all of a sudden, right in my face was this wolf-looking guy. And he went, rah, right in my face.
3: Okay, you're not on medication or anything, right? No. If you were back on the job talking to people and somebody told you the story, we're...
1: I would think they're crazy. Right. Which my husband probably does think I'm crazy for. And then another time, I woke up about 3 o'clock in the morning for no reason. I see this huge, big guy standing on the side of the bed looking at me. He was about at least over six foot tall. He didn't look like he was happy. It was kind of menacing.
0: I saw an older man who was hiding things. He's very condescending. He has an elitist attitude about everything. He's. Very scary.
5: Is there any connection between him and the painted people?
0: He put them to work for him. He painted them all black and creepy looking, and um, he makes them show themselves to people and scare them. And he does take their energy. When they're all used up, they become like dust.
4: And what, what happens to them when they turn into dust?
0: They cease to be.
3: Now, is there anything else you've seen up here?
1: Yeah, one night I was up here with a few friends, and I felt something behind me. And I look, and I see this arm. Had black sleeve, the skinny old lady fingers with nails.
3: So you just saw the arm, not the- Just saw the arm. Where was it coming from?
1: It was coming from behind me.
3: Okay, so it was as if somebody was behind you going like this?
1: Yeah, trying to get my attention or like cutting me off.
3: Did you see the lady? No. You think there's evil in this house?
1: I don't think it's on the good side. And wants us out of here. Okay.
0: I think that this guy has a little bit of a problem with the people in this room because they know about him. He hates it. So he wants them to go. Ooh, this is, mm, this is not good, all right. Oh, I don't like it. Okay, I just suck.
3: <clears throat>
6: Are you okay?
0: I felt really, really scared. It's like real fear. <laughs>
3: Angel, I was talking to mom, and uh, she's telling me about the things that are going on in the house. And She told me you're having a tough time here. Yeah,
6: I've experienced some things here. In seventh grade, I saw a shadow figure dart across my friend's lawn. Describe what you saw. I saw, like, a black-figured human being. Okay. Uh, Had you ever
3: seen this thing again?
6: Yeah, recently, actually. I was uh, coming home from football, and I came in the driveway, and I saw it. Really? It kind of, like, lifted its head up and ran. Okay. So now what about the house? What have you experienced in the house? I was sleeping on this bed and I woke up and I saw a a man dressed in an army uniform standing over me. And he was just staring at you? Yeah. Now how long did this thing last in front of you? About two seconds. And then I thought it was a human being standing there. So I kicked him in the face. My foot went through his face and he disappeared. That was it? I ran out in the hallway and I kind of like hyperventilated a little bit. I don't like being here
3: alone so what do you think's going on here?
6: Something doesn't want us here or I don't know. Okay.
0: This older man I saw, he is pissed because when he died, he kind of lost control over everything. Oh, he talks too fast. This angry man is following me around the house, bragging about the power he holds over the dead here. <laughs> and he calls me a dimwit.
1: Mm.
0: He's like, keep up. Okay. He says that most of these people were men when he met them. I mean, they were dead men, but they were men. Um, and he, he made them what they are now. He says because he is superior in every way, that's why he's able to dominate them. When he was alive, I think he was haunted by them, and he flipped that whole around.
3: I was talking to your wife. She said that you really don't believe in any of the stuff that's going on here. Uh, 50-50, I'm kind of a skeptic.
5: Okay. I don't think they're lying, but I'm not seeing what they're seeing. And I don't know what to do about it.
3: Okay. So you think there's something going on, you just haven't experienced anything?
5: Uh up in the room up there, uh, there's a cord with a with a tag on it. One night I went up there to go lay down, and before I went to lay down it flapped rapidly.
3: Kinda like a finger flapping it back and forth?
5: Yeah. Okay. Like that.
3: So was any wind or any windows open or anything like
5: no. that? No. That's the whole thing. All the windows were closed. All the doors were closed. Okay. And I thought to myself, well, oh, Donna might be right. And before I went to sleep, I said, F- you, because I, I was aggravated. Okay. I had one other instance. I was uh, laying on the sofa, going to take a nap. And uh, I felt a vivid touch on my face. And it felt like, a, felt like this. Okay. Like a finger? Yes. And I opened my eye and it was nothing. And I remember feeling some kind of a, I don't know, a presence whatever was there that caused that that I couldn't explain.
3: Okay.
0: I feel a lot of pain. But it's not really, no, pain isn't the right word. It's pressure. I feel a lot of pressure. Somebody pushing. It hurt. It kind of, now it's starting to hurt. I want to say this is the uh, leader in his little posse. But he'll push on people like. Like squish him or shove them. He doesn't like living people. They violated him. And he wants. Revenge.
3: first thing i usually do in these investigations is try to find out who lived on the property turns out one of the former owners actually passed away of a heart attack in the house i'm on my way to meet with his daughter who's still upset by the way he died when was the last time you were in this house
7: 20 years ago
3: okay how long did you live here
7: From 1978 until 1983.
3: During your time here, did you ever experience anything you couldn't explain?
7: Not a thing. I can't recall anything ever strange happening here.
3: Your father died here. And what did your father do for a living?
7: He had been in the service, you know, in the Korean War. Um, I brought a picture to show in his uniform. Then he was an insurance man for a great many years. And before he passed, he was a manager at an auto parts store.
3: OK. So what kind of a guy was your dad?
7: He was a tough guy. It was either his way or the highway. Didn't show a whole lot of emotion. He was basically a very strict dad.
3: OK, what kind of relationship did you have with him?
7: I was always cautious. He would get heated pretty quickly. makes you be on eggshells. I was like on eggshells a lot.
0: I see that older man in here. He doesn't like it when people know about him. It freaks him out, it disturbs him, he hates it. When he was alive, he had control over everything, every aspect. And then he died, and like, oh, he was dead. I think it was unexpected death. He didn't have any control, and he got really mad. What the
7: is that about?
3: What kind of relationship did your mom and dad have?
7: Well, they were together a very long time. They were high school sweethearts. Okay. But I I think, you know, before he passed, it was probably a low point of their relationship. She wasn't home. She wasn't here when he had passed. She was in Florida. I don't think that he was happy about her going away on vacation. And before she went away, he said, you know, I'm not going to be around that much longer anyway, so I'm not going to be living that long. Just like that? Just like that. Three days later, when she was gone in Florida, he died. She felt horrible. It was, it was so tragic and in such a shock.
3: Now, where did he die in the house?
7: He died in the garage.
3: OK, would you mind showing me? Does it bother you being in here?
7: It is very strange being in here. This is where he took his last breath. It was very hard to come in here and know that this is where it happened.
3: Right. And what year did he die?
7: He died in 1992.
3: Now, was there any indication that he had a heart problem or a heart condition?
7: There was no signs. There was nothing.
3: Who's the first family member to come home? I was. You were?
7: Mm-hmm.
3: What, what did you see?
7: Well, I, I found over in this area a small round circle of blood where he had hit his head. Did you clean it? It's the first thing I did after I pulled myself together. It was important to me, it's all I could focus on was to go into the house and, and to clean it up because I didn't want my mom to see that when she got home. He died alone and that's just really tragic.
3: It's how my mom died too and it, it bothered me thinking about her dying alone.
7: When I came out here and I found the spot of blood, it just was, it, it hit me full force. Right. He's gone.
5: Do you know how he died?
0: some kind of like aneurysm, sudden hearted, you know, sudden death, whatever. You know, it was something completely unexpected.
6: Do you know when he was alive?
0: 80s, 90s. I feel the pain back in my neck. Pretty bad. I feel anger and stress. and I'm hearing his thoughts. I'm thinking I'm dying, I'm dying, I'm dying.
3: I need to find out what else might have happened on my client's property. So I hit the books at the local library. Digging through old deeds, I find a man named Frank Bancroft who originally owned Donna's land. Turns out he was hit and killed by a car while walking back home. Now that I know a former owner of Donna's land died in an accident, i reached out to a local genealogist. He tells me that that tragedy was only the beginning of the Bancroft family's problems on that property. So Dennis, I came across this article about this guy, uh, Frank Bancroft. So I was wondering, what do you know about what happened to
4: him? He was intoxicated and he was wandering down the road and he was struck by a car. He died as a result of a skull fracture and some hemorrhaging of which we have um, some information, including his death certificate. This happens in 1937? Yes, this was actually the second time he was hit by a car within two weeks. Okay, Um, But he really didn't sustain any injury that first time.
3: What's the matter with this guy? He's
4: walking down the street, keeps getting hit by cars? I think a lot of it has to do with um, the passing of his wife. In 1934, his wife passed with um, pneumonia. He just really never got over it. He got sort of despondent and began drinking. You weren't kidding about bad luck with this guy. Yes. Later on, in 1932, his horse barn was hit by lightning and destroyed. Then in 1935, his house burned to the ground and he barely made it out alive. So now once Frank dies, what happens to the property? Um, The property goes to his only daughter, Hazel, which we have a picture of her when she was 12. What did she do with the property? Do you have any idea? In um, 1946, um, she had a boarder named Frank Renninger that was living there. And one day, he started beating on her, and he almost killed her. She finally escaped by going down through the cellar and out the side door to the neighbors to get help. Now, was there any reason why she got beat up by this guy? I don't know if anybody really knows. Like he snacked? I would say that probably would be what happened to him.
0: It's awful, 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 awful in here. A lot of emotions in here, desperate. I heard screaming too, like a female screaming. I do see a woman and she's from a bit ago, 100 years ago, 125 years, and she sits and cries. She's in a nightdress, she's got a nightcap on, and she's just weeping and weeping and weeping.
4: While she was gone, this Frank um, set fire to her house, and it destroyed the house. We have a little bit of information on that particular fire.
3: I tell you, Dennis, this is pretty wild stuff because two houses burned on the property before my clients even got there. Their house was hit by lightning twice in the last seven years plus their chimney caught fire. So you got two lightning strikes in the last seven years and two houses that burned down on the property before that.
4: Actually, four houses. Four houses. One in 1901 and the other in 1911. So four times houses burned down. Yes.
3: During my research, I also uncovered a murder that took place just a short distance away from Donna's house. I'm on my way to meet with a local historian tells me the crime was so brutal it had the whole town in a frenzy so now this murder I came
2: across during my research
3: um, looked like it was pretty prominent
2: yes the Donovan Raleigh case which was in 1852 John Donovan and James Raleigh spend the evening drinking they start arguing to get into a fight friends kind of calm them down make them shake hands to be friendly and they depart each other's company. Donovan goes back in a bar and starts drinking again. A friend of Donovan starts telling him how he should not have apologized. Okay, so this guy's instigating Donovan. Yes, and as Donovan drinks more, he gets more worked up about Raleigh, so he actually leaves the bar with his knife and goes and hunts James Raleigh down and in front of two witnesses stabs him to death and kind of disembowels him. Ooh. Okay. uh, He's apprehended that night and the next day finds out what he did. He has no recollection of the murder. So he showed a lot of remorse after this and at trial, but was convicted of first-degree murder. All right, so what winds up happening then? He was hung just outside the jail. Between 1,200 and 1,500 people attended the hanging. Uh,
0: someone's talking about the murders, and i seeing someone getting stabbed um, to death. There's someone wearing a white button-down shirt, a male, and he's getting stabbed to death.
6: Where is he being stabbed?
0: In his abdomen chest. During my walk, I saw an angry man who was in control of the painted people in the house. I'm meeting with a sketch artist to draw him. He's between 55 and 65. He is balding. He has deep-set eyes. Next, I described a scene where the painted people were tormenting the living. There's a thing, he's been painted black. He's using his hands and he was reaching out for her. It was just a very freaky kind of scene. Is this what you saw? Yes.
3: Now that Amy and I have completed our investigations, we're ready to reveal our findings to each other and our clients for the first time. Amy, I'd like you to meet Donna. Now, Donna is a retired homicide detective like myself. So when she called us in, I knew things had to be serious. And actually, they are. She's being terrorized by the things that are going on in this house. This is her husband, Millard. Uh, He's had a few experiences, but he remains a skeptic. One thing they both agree on is they're fighting mad. They're not going to let whatever's here drive them out of their house. With that, I'm going to turn it over to Amy and have her tell us about her walk.
0: So I was out in the front yard, and I overhear two women gossiping. One woman is saying, oh my, you know, did you hear about the murders? One of the victims that I saw was a male, and someone was stabbing him to Mm. death in the abdomen, chest area.
3: No, I didn't think this would have came into play, but there was a homicide that took place in 1852, your property. Okay. Two guys got into a fight in a bar. People I see break it up, and they make them shake hands and quiet down. Uh, One guy's name was John Donovan. The other guy's name was James Rowley. Rowley leaves the bar and John Donovan stays and continues to drink. A friend of his comes up and starts egging him on, saying, you know what, you should've never apologized to that guy, you you should've stood your ground. Now he eggs him on to the point where he goes out, he finds him on the street, and he stabs him a few times in the chest and the stomach. Stabs him so bad, he disemboweled him. Mm. Donovan was actually hanged for that homicide. Wow. What else did you say?
0: I came inside, walked around the first floor, and I got that a living woman here was mad and angry, and I was hearing her say how much she hates the house and how she feels trapped, like the home is crushing her. And this female um, seems to be empathic. So this anger and hatred
1: actually... Fills the atmosphere.
3: Well, does it sound like you?
1: It does sound like me, yeah. Like, sometimes I can feel when people are sick. And it comes without any warning. Okay. Not good. Oh, my gosh.
3: What else was going on during your walk?
1: At one
0: point, I went upstairs. I went into, I guess, the master bedroom, and I felt extremely intense feeling of fear. After the fear came in sadness, then I saw this old woman, and she was just rocking and like moaning and crying. It seemed like it was about 100 to 125 years ago, Mm -hmm. just by the way she was dressed.
3: Tell Amy what you saw. um, You were talking about the old woman's arm.
1: Well, I felt something behind me, and then I saw this skinny arm with a black sleeve with these long nails just going like this behind me. I'm like, what the heck? And I turn around, there's nothing there.
3: This may be a long shot, but a woman that used to live on this property had a pretty tragic time here. Her name is Hazel Bancroft. Her mother, Harriet, died of pneumonia back in 1934. Now, in 1937, after the mother died, her dad, Frank, he gets hit by a car one night and ends up dying as well.
1: Oh, my God.
3: So now the daughter winds up taking over the property here. 1946, she's got a border who's 68 years old and she just comes home from the market or something. He meets her at the door and he starts beating the hell out of her for no reason. She literally escaped with her life by running out the back of the house, down the basement and then out. Once she escapes, the guy burned the house down. Wow. Now, could the woman you were talking about been either her or maybe her mother?
0: Possibly her mother.
3: By the way, that was the fourth house to burn on this property. I mean, these are some of the articles. 1901, 1911, and 1935, houses were all burned down on this property. Did you know anything about these fires at all?
1: Absolutely not.
3: No. They've had their house hit by lightning twice in the seven years they're here, and you also had a chimney fire, right? Yes. So now you have four houses burnt to the ground on this property. Right. Your house had been hit twice with lightning and you had the chimney fire.
1: And if we weren't home, it wouldn't be here today. <sighs> There's no such thing as coincidence when you have this many.
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
3: So how'd the rest of the walk go?
0: Well, the most powerful entity that I met in the house was this older dead man who was very condescending. He talks too fast. (laughs) And he calls me a dimwit. He's like, keep up. He was very controlling. In fact, he's a control freak. But here's the thing, the way that he died was maybe an aneurysm or a heart attack. And this really upset him because it was something that was out of his control. And this was probably in the 80s or 90s. He is upset with living people because he feels like when he died, he was very disrespected.
3: Well, I think I know who you're talking about. There's a guy that died in this house in 1992. The name of Cleve Lytle. He died unexpected, died of a heart attack in the garage. Great. Now, I talked to his daughter, Betsy. She described him as a my way or the highway type of guy. He was not very uh, warm, not affectionate. Now, I got photos of him. He was actually in the Army.
1: He was in the Army. Wow.
3: Your son said he saw somebody in an Army uniform standing over his bed, right? Sure
1: did, plain as day. For our son, he's always scared. Just the other night, he was yelling in his sleep and came out walking like he was in a daze, and he doesn't even remember that. That was just the other day. I'm glad he's not sitting here to look at that.
3: And here's a couple of pictures of him years later.
0: Wow. I did do a sketch, but I saw
1: no hair on top.
3: Wow. Take a look at that.
1: Oh, my God.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. It could
5: pass for him, yes.
1: That's definitely him. The eyes are right on. What's this guy's story? He is kind of a
0: leader of about 25 other dead men. Oh, boy. And what he did to them was he painted their skin black. And he makes them kind of move like like a gorilla. And they'll bark like a dog. It's very strange. He uses their energy and he'll use it so much that he literally uses them up and then they turn to dust and cease to even be anymore. Oh my God. He makes them frighten the living. The living people would probably perceive them as shadow men, but they're not. Oh my God.
3: Now, you've mentioned you've seen shadow figures in the kitchen. In the
1: kitchen. You look out of the corner of your eye and you see something about six foot tall. And I go to look and it's the way it goes. And I've seen that several times recently.
0: I did a sketch of what I saw.
1: What the I don't
3: know if you're going to want to see this.
1: Oh my god. This is exactly how I see that. (laughs) And exactly how I see that.
3: So they're not shadow people like you? No.
1: Real people. Yeah, they're they're enslaved. Oh my God. Wow. That's crazy. So where
3: are these people coming from?
0: Well, they're, I don't know, he collected them. He just makes them
1: kind of with
0: the living people.
5: Can we with him?
1: Yeah. Can we with him? I think so. Good. Yeah. Game on. They just make you anxious
0: and scared, and they'll mess around but he got that he can interact with the living. He can blind you through migraines, cause hallucinations, uh, fear and panic. He likes to bother and or scare children. Nice. He can touch by Mm -hmm. like shaking, pushing down. Yeah. Feeling smothered, things like that.
3: Now, you said he can cause hallucinations, right? Yes. Tell Amy what you saw in your bedroom.
1: When I first moved in, I got woke up by this horrible wolf thing. Now, is that
3: what he's capable of doing? What she's describing? I think
1: so, yeah, absolutely.
3: You got touched. Thanks. I felt I did, yes. Tell Amy what happened. On the sofa, didn't go to
5: sleep. I felt a vivid uh, finger. Poke you? Not hard, not painful, nothing. Just it was there. What does he want?
0: He wants control and mm. to dominate he would probably prefer no living people around here.
3: Now, how's it feel knowing that somebody doesn't want you here?
1: So he can move out to the yard.
3: Well, you two said you were up for a fight. It looks like you got one on your hands. But the big question is, is it safe for you guys to stay here? And is it safe for your son to stay here? For that, I'm going to turn it over to Amy.
0: So there's a few things that you're going to have to do. The first thing is to get rid of the people that are inside the house. This is their chance to leave nicely. So what you're going to do is take this. This is uh, like quick lighting charcoal. So you Mm. can break it up into four pieces, put it in something that's obviously fireproof. And then take the yellow sandalwood, and sprinkle it on so it'll smoke. Mm-hmm. This is used in exorcisms. State the following while you burn this. I am allowing you to follow this smoke out of my home. If you do not leave now, you will be removed. I am granting all the power. Leave now.
3: And what will that do?
0: Basically, she's opening a door. Okay. For the ones who want to
3: leave. Most of them will want to go. Yes, I do believe that.
0: Whoever chooses to stay, they're going to be pissed. They know what's coming.
3: So do you think this guy is going to be the last guy standing?
0: Yes. So the next thing that needs to be done is you need to find a medium and a holy person. Hmm. First, you're going to have the medium come. Have that medium do whatever they want to remove the remaining dead. Okay. Once the medium's done, the next day, you need to have a holy person come and bless the house and then the ground.
5: You down with it? Well, it'll help my wife.
0: Why don't we discuss your skepticism?
5: Well, I'm saying I'm not as skeptical as I claim to be, I guess. But, uh, I don't like acknowledging it might give, if it does exist, gives it more uh, strength.
3: Is that true? No.
1: We have a lot of work ahead of us.
3: Treat this guy like another perp.
1: Mm -hmm. He is, he is. is. He's a burglar in the house.
3: Mm -hmm. You wanna bring the fight to them, bring it.
1: Yep, Mm -hmm. yes, we're gonna do it.
0: Good. Donna and Millard have a tough fight ahead of them, but I believe if they follow my advice, they'll be able to expel the controlling man, free his slaves, and live a normal, peaceful life with their son.